What's up, everyone? Happy Thursday, February 22nd. Welcome back to Not Your Advisor with NYU Grad. Let's jump into the numbers. Um, not much to say today other than everything was green except for utilities, but let's uh, dig in. So for new highs, we had 1,389. For new lows, we had 197. So uh, very overweight on the upside. We had 60% of shares advancing, 34% of shares declining. I'm not sure who was red on a day like today, my gosh. Um, looking at the 50-day moving average, 41% of stocks are still below its 50-day, and 35% of stocks are below its 200-day. Uh, taking a look at the sectors, you guessed it, it was all tech, all day, especially the semiconductors. Technology was up almost 4% today, consumer cyclical was up almost 2% today, Communication services up 1.37, financials up 1.19, healthcare up 1.18, industrials up 1.12, basic materials up 0.76. These are all percents, by the way, and utilities down 0.79. Uh, taking a look at the kind of the heat map of the mega cap, everything was green, okay? Um, so we have Microsoft up 2.35, NVIDIA up 16.4%, Google up 1.03, Meta up 3.87, Amazon up 3.55, Tesla up 1.35, Apple up 1.12, uh, and then you had the uh, associative uh, players like um, Oracle up 2.63, by the way, Adobe was down today, uh, down 0.18%, and Intel was down 1.13%. I don't know how you lose money or go red on a day like today. Um, CRM was up 3.5%, ServiceNow was up 2.8%, Uber was up 2 uh, All of the semiconductors were pretty much up today. Um, curiously, uh, AT&T had a big outage nationwide that impacted myself and obviously millions of other uh, customers. But um, AT&T was down 2.41% on that news, I believe. But uh, they're back running. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But if you had an emergency and you were on uh, AT&T, uh, you really couldn't make an emergency call, um, but not a big deal. So what other things I wanted to cover today? It really was NVIDIA to the moon. And I'm bringing up the moon because I think even cooler news than NVIDIA's earnings is the lunar landing today by an automated AI-driven um, or, or helped AI by AI um, lunar lander, which is about an hour away. It's 523 Eastern. I think we're about an hour away from landing. So this is pretty momentous on a few things. The first time we're making a lunar landing um, since Apollo 11 or officially 
uh, landing again since Apollo 11. Um, apparently, there were secret missions where we went to the moon, but it wasn't reported. Uh, and the cool thing here is that it's done by a private company, and NASA outsourced this and paid someone else as a service to do this. So we are NASA is outsourcing space travel. Um, you know, if I live long enough, maybe I can take a, you know one of these spaceships to Mars and come back on the same week. Who knows? Um, and it'll be powered by NVIDIA graphics chips. Um, but let's dig into these numbers today. So all of today's gains, because yesterday, I remember, before the earnings, we were like on the cliff and we were already selling off broadly. With the anticipation of the earnings report, everything bounces. Then the earnings come out. NVIDIA flies. We open. We open up. And not only does NVIDIA and all the semiconductors rally, but everything rallies. So I think I read something like, with all the market cap that was gained just today across the entire market, it was not just NVIDIA. It was like over $2 trillion of gains fueled by this one company. So the other thing that I wanted to point out that it stuck out to me was the 10-year yield uh, is still elevated and no one is talking about it. No one is looking at yields. The 10-year yield closed at 4.3% today. We are knocking on the door of 4.5. Uh, unless the yield, 10-year yield and the other yields all start going down, this is going to cause a problem for the bull market. Uh, the Dow closed up 456 points. Uh, the, the ES futures closed up 98 points, up almost 2%. The NQ closed up 487 points, up 2.78%. And the Russell with a meager 12.9, which equates to 0.64% gain. I'm going to just go through some of these eye-popping numbers. SMCI up 32.8%. For the day, 32%. YOLO is alive and well. Um, I, you know, often have to wonder these days uh, about the... Um, Finance Minotaur, I forget his username on Reddit, which I posted on Wall Street Bets uh, a few days ago where he was like, please God, uh, please let SMCI rally so I can save at least 20 grand of my 70K YOLO bet. And then I read on Wall Street Bet that he learned his lesson, he won't do it again. But really, I, I would almost bet you my dinner that he is already YOLOing again. And I think a lot of YOLO investors were born today. Uh, Arm Holdings up 4.17%. AMD up 10.69%. Tesla up 1.36%. Apple up 1.12%. Amazon up 3.55%. These are all percent. I only deal with percent mostly because what difference does it make if it's up 100? Uh, give me the percent. 
uh, meta of 3.87 I'm gonna deep dive on that trade uh, as a trade um, anatomy of a trade later uh, Google up 1.08 and Microsoft up 2.35 um, also curiously the VIX is just sitting here at the 21 day it was defended at the 21 day EMA today uh, while the VIX closed down 5.22 percent it's nowhere near the bottom depths of like 12 bucks um, so that is something that's very curious to me as you all know I said whether VIX is 16 14 12 10 5 what is the difference Right, like if if gas in your area is typically three bucks a gallon, but it's now ten cents a gallon, or fifteen cents a gallon, or fifty cents a gallon, are you gonna even care? Like it's zero basically at that point, uh, and that's my point uh, with the VIX. It's uh, still very cheap to get insurance on these nosebleed prices. Um, what else? Uh, so what was weak? There were things that were weak, as I hinted. Rivian on earnings down 25%. They, they said in their earnings that they're only going to produce like 50,000 cars. I think I've seen two Rivians in, in the last two years in, in New York City. And it might have been the same one. I just saw twice. Um, you have Backblaze down 10.1%. Etsy down 8.44%. Hovanian down 8.3%, the home builder. I think they reported. I don't, I don't know what they said, but the market didn't like it. I might have to listen to the K. Hovanian earnings. Vinfast Autos down 3.4%. Wheat and Precious Metals down 2.8%. Uh, one of my uh, premium subscribers had emailed me about this um, without uh, giving out names. He had asked about the chart that I shared, uh, and I'll cover that, but just in case you missed it, I said that it might be a potential entry here if wheat and precious metals can go meet the green trend line because it bounced hard up off of that trend line and it was defended multiple times. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're getting close. Uh, but keep in mind, when you, in, when you trade or invest in gold and silver, metals and mining, you can't trade it in a vacuum. You can't just say, oh, wheat and precious metal looks great, or barrack gold looks great, or just SLV looks great. It's, it's, it, there's so many headwinds and so much manipulation in the gold precious metals market. You also have to look at not only the company, the countries that the mines are in, you also have to look at the US dollar, yields. If US dollar and the yields are rising. That's a headwind potentially for, for gold and precious metals. So there's a lot involved with uh, trading um, precious metals. Uh, uranium down 2.79. GDX down 2.44. Uh, I'm suspecting that that's because rates are sticky high and the dollar was strong and potentially everyone was uh, selling gold type assets going all into semiconductors today. Uh, but let's keep going. So uh, what to watch? Uh, you want to see how long this NVIDIA semiconductor move can boost this market. Okay. Why are regional banks up today? Why is Affirm the buy now pay later up today? Is it all just because of NVIDIA? 
And if it is, that can't last long, okay? That just can't last forever. Is everyone going tomorrow and say, I'm an AI chip company? Is Birkenstock and Crocs going to say, we have AI chips in our sandals? Uh, is Chipotle going to say, we are selling graphics cards with our burritos? Like, when is the nonsense going to stop? So, and again, before I transition to the premium podcast, I just want to state, when someone asks me, should I invest today in whatever it is, my question is going to be first, what are your thoughts? If you're asking me, you must have thoughts. And then what market is that investment in? Is it in precious metals? Is it in tech? Is it in real estate, etc.? What asset class? Is it in stocks? Is it in housing? Is it in um, bonds? Is it in classic cars? And then I want to know, where their entry was, right? Are they looking to open a new position now? Or did they buy Meta at 200? And they're asking me, what do I think about Meta? My answer is gonna be completely different if they told me, hey, I got in on Meta at 200 or 100 bucks, right? Versus someone says, hey, I'm retiring this year and I need to put all my money in a stock and I put it all in on Meta. My answer is going to be completely different. And I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just saying like if a friend of mine asked me. Uh, so it's always going to be where was your entry? What is your uh, trading strategy? What are your goals? Um, so the reason why I'm saying this is that we are very overstretched. If you are a investor slash trader looking for new entries, if you're already in, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to panic about. If you've listened to my podcast since uh, the beginning, July 4th weekend of last year, I've always said there are a few pillars to watch, whether looking for the continuation of the bull or the downturn and going into a bear. It's a three-legged stool. Number one, you have to watch yields and interest rates. If yields in the 10-year are below 4.5%, it's accommodative. Number two, uh, you have to watch breath. You have to watch every day new highs versus new lows. Is there a trend change in that? So far, breath is positive. Pretty much every day, nothing to worry about. And the third leg of the stool are the Magnificent Seven, which is getting whittled down to the uh, Wonder One uh, or, the, or you know, the Highlander, there can only be one of NVIDIA. Now, Magnificent Seven are doing uh, decently, nothing to worry about except for maybe Tesla. So again, there's nothing to worry about. The only thing I don't like about the Mag 7 is now all of the concentration, all of the uh, causation of the market is in one. And that's really dangerous. But even so, even if we lose the Magnificent Seven, uh, because breath is positive and yields are under four and a half, that can be accommodative for a bull market. I only need to see two out of those three things to be true to either continue to move higher or two out of those three things to turn negative to say we're turning 
uh, potentially momentum here to the other side. So with that, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you would like to upgrade, there's only three more days for the discount on premium. I'll uh, link in the show notes. But if you're not listening to this uh, on Substack and you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify, uh, you would just simply go to nyugrad.substack.com forward slash lunar, L-U-N-A-R. I'll see you all after the Friday session. Premium members, please stay on. All right, I have some charts to go through today with everyone. It's not going to be as long as yesterday or the day before, uh, but let's get into this. Um, I want to first touch base on the SPY VIX ratio chart. I brought this up a few times now. If you take a look at the show notes, I'll have that screenshot for you. Um, I want to pose a question. It's rhetorical, obviously, since I'm talking to the mic. And I talked about this in the, in the first part of the podcast. It's really about when you got in, right? So if you were in an NVIDIA at 100 bucks or 50 bucks, whether we continue higher or go a little lower, like when we lose 20% from here, it shouldn't matter to you, right? Like you're still on that profit train. But why I'm bringing this up on the SPIVIX ratio chart is you have to be careful to play some defense. It's not the time to go full hog opening a new position, mortgaging the house to go all in on semiconductors and SMCI and NVIDIA. Because the SPIVIX ratio right now is at 349. The trend line, if we were to go higher to, to kiss it, is at like 450-ish. So what would we need to get there? We would need the VIX to continue to go to zero or a combination of the VIX staying low and the S&P soaring. The reason why I'm so cautious here is if you have a lot of long positions and you're already in profit and you're retiring in the next few years, this SPY VIX ratio chart has only touched the uh, trend line, the green trend line, three times since the dot-com boom bust. Every time it's touched it, it has went all the way down to 25. All the way. So... With one exception, uh, the 2016 touch, it went down to like, I don't know, was it like 38, 40? But it was close. Um, so you want to be very careful here. Everyone is telling me this is the beginning of a new bull market like 1995. Not the dot-com bust, the, the dot-com boom, like the beginning of like Amazon and Google and Netscape, and pet, Pets.com, Compact Computers, Gateway Computers, like that part of it. Um, you want to be very careful here when everyone is on one side of the boat because your gains are now your gains. Whether you take credit for them or not, they're yours. 
Um, it's just really, really nosebleed levels right now. Uh, so just be on the defensive. Don't go all in and leverage yourself here. Uh, with that said, I'm going to uh, segue into meta. As you know, I've been trying to get into meta. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm overcompensating for my dislike for this company. Um, and I made a lot of money on, on Facebook when it was Facebook. But I kind of shun the company because I hate these ads. And I hate the company for what they stand for. So I didn't trade them forever. But now, you know, I'm just looking at totally analytically and there is a very nice balance area that formed since February and the range is like 450 to as you know like 489 and we're trying to break out and I'm trying to play the breakout according to my rules of tight risk management playing the edges trying to uh, get into the initiative move before it moves so I tried, uh, you know, last week was it? Yeah, I failed, but it was fine because I got stopped out and it went all the way past 470, which is the high volume node. I tried again today uh, and I got stopped out again. Uh, and that's fine. Um, and I'll go through that trade. So we broke out of the range again. We hit 489.99. And rather than just buying, you know, at the bid, I waited till the afternoon. Sure enough, it, it started to fall. It broke through the range again, but it got defended twice. So I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe we're going to start exiting out of the range. I got in at 488 uh, and $0.80. It went up to 489.40, and then it started to come back, and then it hit my stop loss. It went back into the range. It went all the way down to my stop loss of 487.6. Very tight. That's a very, very tight uh, stop loss. I, I think I lost like 40 bucks. Um, but the reason why I'm so tight with my stop losses is because we're so overbought. I'd rather lose that 40 bucks to 60 bucks on that trade than hold this back to 450. And I'd rather just wait for it to break out of the range again at like 488 again like I am not joking around I'm not gonna uh, hold trades overnight that can go against me at this point because we're very late stage in this game um, for all we know tomorrow another bank could fail or the Fed might say oh because of this and that we need to raise rates and then bang like 